welcome back. We are so glad that you are continuing to join us on the eras of Christ. Yes, we're so glad you're joining us on this journey with us again this week. And today we are going to be looking at Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor Swift every week, but right. specifically debut, debut Taylor Swift. So let's get into it. Yeah. This album, you know, started started a revolution, yes. right? Yes. Um, I think I mentioned last week that my brother, and maybe I didn't, but my brother says that she's a national treasure. She is. And uh, that's where this, this album is just simply where it all began. Mm. And it is, um, I've been listening to it all week. So have I, because I'm not as familiar with debut as I am her later things. Right. And as I listened to it, what this era was for her, is mm -hmm. for her, is something that was just incredibly uh, bold. Yes. Gutsy. Yes. Um, maybe a little, I don't want to use that word, but just a little like, wait, really? Yeah. You decided to put that out there. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think before we jump into the album and that, let's explain what the eras are for people that maybe don't know and are coming to us to find the Jesus aspects of Taylor Swift. So as a Swifty, um, the eras are each one of her albums. Mm -hmm. um, so she has 10 albums. So she has 10 eras. And the debut era is from 2006 till about 2009. And the color that is often associated with debut is green. Mm -hmm. But like sort of what Paige, Pastor Paige is wearing. Um, like a Kelly green, a lighter green, not mm -hmm. a true green. Um, she has co-writers on this album. It's very country. Mm -hmm. Very country, which I completely forgot until I started listening to it again this past week. It's casual. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of innocence yes. to it. A lot of, you can tell these are teenage lyrics that right. she's writing. Yeah. So we'll try and break down each one of the albums for you so you can know what those are as we start. But yeah, so this is the Taylor Swift era of debut yeah and the the eras come from her eras tour um if you're really mm -hmm. missed the summer of swift um and in this tour she's celebrating all of the people that she's been mm -hmm. and all of the ways that she's grown up with us right mm -hmm. her music yeah. we've watched her grow up in 2006 she would have been 15? 17? 17. Something like that. Yeah. She was born in 1989. So yes. 17. 17. Yeah. Right? And she's now 33. Mm -hmm. So we have, we see her growth through the years. Yes. Uh, in her music, in how she presents herself publicly, and mm -hmm. even her look, right? I mean, she's so curly and blonde. <laughs> I mean, she's still pretty blonde, but yes. super duper curly hair. And even, you know, on the back of the album, you know, this really gauzy, floaty. Yes. <laughs> that we don't really see again until later albums with like Evermore Folklore, where she gets a little bit more of that, you know, 
country look again a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Folksy vibe. Yeah, folksy vibe. Yeah, she goes back to that. Right. But this is also so 2006. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, and thinking about where the world was mm -hmm. and who we were. Yeah. Right? And, and as I think about this album, I found myself thinking about being 17 mm -hmm. and, you know, little, cause I'm, this is my age, but little butterfly clips. Yes. And, yes. Um, the, the really bad poetry I wrote as a 17 year old. I did not. No, no, no. I was too busy in marching band and in choir and drama doing those 17 year old things as opposed to sitting and writing. I did those and except marching band and sat and wrote bad poetry <laughs> yes and one of the things that struck me as i listened to this album again this week is how much it would take to yeah. say i'm gonna put this out there um and her poetry is much better than mine was <laughs> clearly yes um several grammys several grammys uh but still there's a She's just so 17 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, on the liner notes, which thank you, Genevieve, for loaning me your album yes. uh, this week. She has a thank you, but I love this at the end. It says, P.S. To all the boys who thought they would be cool and break my heart. Guess what? Here are 14 songs written about you. Ha. And I think that is not only so indicative of what this album is but it sort of gives you the precursor of what the next nine are mm -hmm. because we know we know there are several songs on each album that are written about specific people mm -hmm. or specific events that have happened in her life so this is sort of like her i'm 17 i'm never gonna hold back right i'm letting you know at 17 i'm going to own this part of myself and just give you right. this, you know, because you're going to try and interpret it anyways. Mm -hmm. Might as well tell you. Right. It's going to be about the people in my life. Right. And the people who give me something to write about. Yes. Right. I think that's like the important thing. It's like she has a lot of people in her life that she hasn't written about. Mm -hmm. But these people that she's written about are, they've given her great stories. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So... I think when we started to plan out this project, debut was one of the hardest albums. So hard. So hard. Not only because I'm familiar with the music, I'm familiar with the singles, but not sort of so much the deep cuts, mm -hmm. as the kids call them. Um, I haven't listened to this since college because this came out my sophomore, junior year of college. Mm -hmm. So it's been a while that I've listened to it religiously. Um but yeah, trying to figure out where Jesus fits in debut. Right. And it was and, hard. <laughs> right. And we both struggled with that. There were a couple of things that I picked up on in particular that mm -hmm. led me to think about where we find Jesus era, especially in scripture, mm -hmm. is that on this album, um, she has co-writers and they're mm -hmm. co they're credited on our songs. And she has some on her many of her later ones, but there are people like Jack Avanoff, who is a good friend. And yeah. These are hired co-writers, co right? And I thought about her then not having her whole voice. Yeah. That her that she wasn't the only one speaking for herself. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about 
the early moments in the story of Jesus where he is not speaking for himself, mm -hmm. right? But other people are telling his story. Yeah. Uh, so Mary visiting Elizabeth. Yes. And yes. the response of John the Baptist and Elizabeth to Mary's pregnancy. Or even mm -hmm. Simeon and Anna who are there yeah. when he is dedicated in the temple. And the things, and then Mary's song when she, yeah. you know, the Magnificat. Yes. Uh, he isn't speaking for himself yeah yet yeah and i think the story that like we said this is was very difficult um the story that i went i literally went with debut <laughs> i took it as a very literal sense not so much when we get later on but for this debut the christmas story mm -hmm. his debut <laughs> right that is where i took it you know Yes, as we sat and talked about this more, I was like, oh, yes, I see the co-writers and with, so with Mary and Elizabeth and Simeon and Anna, but I was also like with the Christmas story because that's like his debut mm -hmm. and his first real stories about himself in the Bible. You have them in all four of the Gospels. Mm. Oh, three. Three. Don't Sorry. Forget. Poor Mark. Sorry. Mark, Our everything guess. is short. Yes. He so was born. Mark skips that, right, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Music is such a part of that story, too. Yes, right? yes, yes. You think about the angels singing and even the shepherds. and Yeah, it's everyone else telling the Christmas story. It's never from Jesus' perspective. It's, you know, because he yeah. was a baby. Baby, yes, right. but, you know, but there was never anything. It was, you know, like you said, the shepherds, the angels, the wise men coming on later, you know, it was mm -hmm. never, you know, right. obviously you weren't going to get a first person perspective, but right. You know, but the challenge too is I too thought a lot about taking, I mean, these stories yeah. of other people speaking for Jesus are around the Christmas story before yeah. he's ever born. Um, and I, as I listened to the album and I heard Taylor's 17 year old Ness. Yes. Right? Yes. In this, I found myself going, Oh, we don't have those stories about mm -hmm. Christ. Yeah. The only preteen story we would get would be him being, him staying at the temple. Mm -hmm. That is, he's born, they go to Egypt, they come back, they go to the temple. He decides to stay at the temple. Mm -hmm. And then his ministry starts at about 30. Right. <laughs> Where's... 13 to 29. <laughs> right. And and it's so fascinating to think about who he might have been yes. at yeah. 17. And there's a number of people who've tried to use mm -hmm. their theological imagination to yes. tell that story. Um, and they take a bunch of different approaches yeah. to it. But when I think about Jesus at 17. Mm-hmm. And who I was at 17. Who goodness. Who Taylor <laughs> was at 17. Who any of us are at 17. Yeah. And I think, oh, we don't have those stories because they're not the stories that help us see Jesus as the Savior, as yeah. God's son, as this important person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because at 17, he was probably figuring out himself. Exactly. We talk about Jesus being fully human. Mm -hmm. And when I think about 17-year-old Jesus, fully human. Yeah. You know, like, who did he, did he have crushes? Yeah. D who was he hanging out with? You know he didn't meet the disciples yet. Right. Did he have pimples? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what awkward stage did Jesus right. go through? Was he, you know... Practicing flipping tables? Oh, right. <laughs> or walking on water? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, what tricks was he already trying to do? Or was he just a 17-year-old? Yeah. So he was kind of a jerk. Sorry, 17-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. It's, but he, or what happens when we're that age? So sure of himself, full of himself. Mm-hmm. You know, testing the boundaries of parents. Right. Which you he know. started to do at 12. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, you're testing those things and you're figuring who you're who you are and mm -hmm. you know it's I always like to say I would like the sassy Jesus chronicles like you know like I would like the prepubescent the you know zits and trying to figure out himself because you know while yes we know he's fully human and fully divine sometimes it'd be nice to know those things more you know? of the full humanity right yeah. The, the gift that we have in these 10 eras of Taylor Swift is watching her evolve and grow mm -hmm. and change before our eyes. Yeah. We see that a little bit with Jesus, mm -hmm. but we don't get all of it. Yeah. We get innocent baby. Yeah. And we get... Preteen. Preteen for a second. And then we get he's 30. And Mark yeah. starts with him fully formed, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. I, and he was here. And he was here. And he starts his ministry, right? Mm -hmm. There's this chunk of his story that we don't have. And that's okay. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. And I know why we don't have it. Yes. Yeah. And plus then it lets us be creative in it and to think in new ways, which is what this whole podcast is about, mm -hmm. is to think of your faith, your religion in new and exciting ways that... Maybe you didn't realize you could or were allowed to. Right. Because questions are wonderful, accepted, and always wanted. Always. And and even that theological imagination, that, yeah. that religious creativity of saying, like, yes. what was Jesus like at 16, yeah. at 17? Yeah. And um, how has he, how did that affect him? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the other story, and I think, We'll talk about this more, um, I think, next week. But is when he publicly debuts himself, right, yes. at, at that wedding with his mom. Yes. And yes. his mom is like, go do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, yes. And he, and, and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. and, and even his baptism, right? When he yeah. goes and he, God declares. Yeah, it's someone mom. else declaring. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. And. It's such a different story, experience of him than we have of someone like Taylor Swift. Yes, yes. And she's certainly not the only celebrity that we see grow up before our eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she does it in music and mm -hmm. in ways that are beautiful. Yeah, and the ways that her style changes with each album, which is so fun to sort of see what it was at debut, mm -hmm. the very girly, very flowery things mm -hmm. to then, you know, you have reputation where it's 
the harder rocker things, the leather, then, you know, lover, it's the soft again. And then, you know, it's each era has its own theme. Right, right. And a way that she presents herself. Yeah. Um, in, in a way, we also have that in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. We see all of these different stories, different experiences written from four different perspectives. Yeah that offer us different glimpses into the full humanity, the broadness of who Jesus was, except who he was as a teenager. Yeah. Gospel writers. Yes. Yeah. They weren't around. So right. they didn't have the stories. Right. Yeah. And apparently mom didn't tell them. No, Mary, she, she probably just didn't want to. I guess. She's like, nah. Now, God and I had a conversation and we decided not to share these stories. I mean, hey, who right? knows? Who knows? The Holy Spirit visited her once. Who knows when it visited her again? You right. Know? So, so speaking of that. Okay. When I listened to the album and we were thinking about um, debut and the Christmas story and all of yes. these moments, I found myself listening to certain songs okay. and going, oh, yes, this song goes here. So when I listened to um, You Should Have Said No. Yes. <laughs> Um, I actually sent you a message. You and did, said, you did. I think this is Joseph before the angel visits him in Matthew, yes. right? Yes. Where Joseph is going to cast her out, right? You mm -hmm. should have said no before yeah. you gave every gave it all away, right? Yes, yes. Uh, were there anything, any of those that struck you that a certain track for people or moments? So for me, when we think of Mother Mary, um, we think of her Magnificat, her Annunciation. And to me, when I was listening to it, while yes, we know Taylor's songs are all love songs, this I think in a way could be a love song for what she hoped for her son would be our song. Oh, okay. Yeah, just the way that in our song, it's talking about all the things that remind her of the person that she's in love with. And to me, that was Mary saying all the things that she said she was going to do because of her love for God, her love, you know, of this unborn child that's going to be coming and sort of all the things that he's going to be doing. So that was the song that I was like, ooh, so I was like, ooh, I think that's Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had one other. Okay. And, and go with me on this journey. <laughs> um, cold as you. Okay. I've never known anyone as, I've never been anywhere as cold as you is the chorus line. Uh, and as I listened to it, I couldn't help but think about the Magi. Mm. The three visitors from the Orient who come through the king, through Herod, mm -hmm. find Jesus, and then have a dream to tell them not to go back. Yeah. I feel like in their act of not going back, they're saying to Herod, I've never been anywhere as cold as you. Yeah. Because that moment, what Herod mm -hmm. does in response is terrible. Yes. Yes. And terrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, and I think about, too, you know, where they might have come from. Uh-huh. We don't know where they where these. Yeah. From the east. From the east. Right. We don't know where they came from. Um, and who knows? Was it colder? Was it not? And yeah, so there was yeah, that yeah. piece. So this idea of I've never been anywhere cold as you really made me think of that particular yes. story. Yes. Well, and then something else that we did that we did in our last episode is 
we loved it so much so i think we're probably going to do it for each album um as we found our debut verses so for me i picked track 12 which is i'm only me when i'm with you verses 18 through 23 we think those are the right numbers as we know it depends on where you're counting from if you're counting from the album or online but we think it's 12 18 through 23 we know 12 is correct and it's trying to figure out what is and isn't true and i don't try to hide my tears my secrets or my deepest fears through it all nobody gets me like you do mm. and i just love that because it's to me you know for me personally but also my faith is i'm trying to figure out what is true to me you know i'm not hiding my tears because who knows there might be a podcast episode where i cry it's bound to probably happen oh, at true some point story. true story and i know my secrets and my deepest fears i'll go to jesus and god mm -hmm. And he knows me like nobody else does. Well, and it's funny because the other thing we talked a little bit about is yeah. there's this musical thing that happens in Christian music where it's yes. God or girlfriend slash Jesus is my boyfriend, right? <laughs> and when I, I, I told Megan, I said, I think we need to see if there's one on any of the albums. Yeah. And immediately when I saw I'm only me when I'm with you, I was like, oh, that's a little bit you know, Jesus is my yeah. boyfriend. And yeah. not entirely, because she, I think, says a name in it. Yes, but yes. It, it kind of made me chuckle, and then you picked it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So mine was from A Place in This World, which is the third track on the album, and this is um, line eight. And it says, I'll be strong, I'll be wrong, but oh, life goes on. And this strikes me because we often think we have to be perfect. We mm -hmm. have to have everything together. We have to make exactly the right thing at that moment. And the truth is, we might not. Yeah. And that it's okay to be wrong about things. It's okay to mess up. And to know your place in the world, your place in God's eyes mm -hmm. is loved no matter what yeah. and so that particular run really really struck me yeah uh, for this album yeah. i think this one was harder again because yes. i think both of us knew it less well yeah yeah but i think we are also both agreeing as we were working on this earlier we cannot wait for the re-release of this album yes oh my god to hear 33 year old taylor sing country again i cannot oh, it's not wait that for me it's, That's mine that I wait, can't it's wait 33 for. 33-year-old Taylor singing oh. what she wrote at 17. Oh, yeah. Plus, I love how she's recreated her album covers for each one. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see this. I, right? Like, it's going to be so good. It know? is. And I, and I also could see her doing something really different with this one. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just excited. But, you know. Yeah. We have 1989. No idea. Yes. And we then have, rep. Yes. We have no idea when it's coming out. And then eventually debut. Yes, um, yes. And then album 11. Well, see, that's what I, like, what <laughs> if debut TV uh -huh. and album 11 or a set? I don't know. I, I'm making things up. Yeah. Taylor, if you, if you go if you're ahead. watching. If you're watching. <laughs> hi. Hi. Brilliant. <laughs> the other thing that we noticed when listening to this, and I've noticed this in other albums, is like so many people in this country, uh -huh. there's a way that we talk about God mm -hmm. or Jesus or our faith 
that sort of takes um, almost a cultural Christianity yeah. thing, right? And I'm not saying good, bad, or otherwise, right? So it's really interesting when you come to an album like this and you yeah. find references to God. And I'm excited to see as we go through the album with that with the albums with that lens, mm -hmm. how is she thinking about God? Yeah. And it, we may not find it in every album. Yeah. And I think we're going to find things that make us uncomfortable mm -hmm. as well as things that are helpful and telling. So on this album, we first found God in our song, um, in the lyrics. And when I get home for, I said, amen, asking God if he could play it again, play it again. Yeah. There's yeah. a, th that idea of prayer, uh -huh. right? And there's a particular view of, of God in that kind of prayer. Yeah. Um, where it, it's a asking God for, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. We can ask God for things. That's not yeah. all God does. That's not all yeah. how God acts all the time. Right. Yeah. But there's a, um, I like to call this the parking space God. Okay. You know, God, give me a good parking space. Oh, yes. You know that? Yes. Help and, me pass the test God. Right. And when we're 17, yes. is that not our relationship potentially yeah. with yeah. God? Right. Yeah. And sometimes when we're 42, 38, <laughs> right. You know, sometimes those prayers happen. Right. Right. I'm running late. I really need a good spot, please. And thank you. Right. Exactly. But it didn't end there. No, we found also, um, in the liner notes. And I think this is also a really good example of her relationship with her fans. Yes. And how for the past several years, Decade and a half. Decade and, I mean, 2006. Yeah. So. She's better at math than I am, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but she says in this, um, it's a thank you for her songs. And she says, you've let me into your life. I will never be able to thank you enough for that. I love you and I love God for putting you in my life. Yeah. And so that's also this image of gratitude mm -hmm. of saying yeah. you know being thankful for the ways that our lives have gone well yeah the ways that our lives have not gone well and changed mm -hmm. us perhaps right yeah but that thankfulness yeah the is, thankfulness of the people god puts in your life mm -hmm. and not knowing who those people are because let's be honest most of us are never going to meet Taylor. Right. Most of us are never going to get a chance to interact with her in a way that those early fans did. Right. But the, but Taylor, again, if you're watching, if you need a chaplain, we're both we're, here. we're both available. And we know that there was a Methodist church in the town you grew up in. So yes. we we can help you out. Um, anyway. Or if you need someone, you know, any time, we'll be there. Um, but I think it shows, you know. I don't know who all the people are that God are going to put in my life mm -hmm. or that is he's put in my life already that I don't know how I've affected. Right. You know, and I think that's her sort of way of saying, I have no idea who's going to see this music, mm -hmm. who's going to listen to it, but I'm so thankful that you picked it up and are listening to it. Right. And I'm going to put myself out there for you to enjoy mm -hmm. and interpret. Yeah. Um, and hopefully embrace. And I mean, thinking about Jesus' debut, is that not what God does? In yeah. In that moment, God says, I'm going to put myself out there mm -hmm. for you to embrace. Yeah. For you to know and interpret 
and hopefully yeah. to love. And there's something really beautiful about mm -hmm. God opening God's self up yeah. to humanity in the birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and the way Taylor opened herself up at 17 mm -hmm. to share her life with us. Like, that is just amazing. And I know I think I'm going to, I appreciate her music so much anyways, but I think even more so now when we did this deep dive mm -hmm. into this album, I'm, I can't wait to start listening to Fearless again because that's one of my favorite albums. And well, I just can't wait. I mean, the good news is that you don't have to. I know. That's next week. So we'll be looking at one album at a time for the most part. Yes. There's, there might be some fun things thrown in there in between. Right. Um, and maybe one or a couple that get worked together. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, our next episode will be looking at Fearless and who uh, Taylor was in those years and where we find the intersection with Jesus' story in his fearless era. Yes. I'm really excited. Yes. And one of the things that we're going to do on our Instagram page is on Sundays, we're going to post the question that we answered for today. So it'll be, what Jesus story do you think fits or what story did we miss? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what your debut verse is. Okay. So if you'll put those in the comments on our Instagram post on Sunday, you know, we'd love to yeah. hear your answers. Which that's a good reminder. You can find Pastor Swifties on Instagram, on Facebook, yes. on YouTube, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And we are so excited for you to continue going through the eras with us yes as we learn more about taylor yes and especially more about our faith journeys how we know god and mm -hmm. how we know jesus christ through the ways that he grew and changed and evolves in not only the stories that we have but in how we understand them today yes yes so thank you for joining us and we'll see you and talk to you next week thanks have a good week in Taylor's liner notes, she has a PS. So this yes. week, we have a PS. Um, so Megan, you get to do the PS this week. Okay. Our PS is our prayer for you for this debut era of Jesus. So let us pray. God, we are so thankful for your son, for the way he debuted into this world and all of the things that followed him. Be with us as we continue on this journey, on the things that we will uncover of your son and the way music speaks to each one of us and how we can find you in the most unlikely places. In your son's most holy and precious name we pray. Amen. And go forth and love your 17-year-old self. Yes. So that you can continue to bring more joy and peace and love into this world. See you next week. Mm -hmm.